Thanks for listening to Porchlight Music Theater's WPMT. If you love classic musicals, why not check out Porchlight's Sondheim at 90 Roundtable, our discussion series focusing on the complete works of Stephen Sondheim, with me, Porchlight Artistic Director Michael Weber. I've had a great time discussing all of the musicals of Sondheim's incredible career with stars from Chicago theater, Broadway, and beyond weekly throughout Sondheim's 90th birthday year. Listen today to Sondheim at 90 Roundtable for a behind-the-scenes deep dive into the mind, the music, and the writing methods of one of music theater's greatest composers. Available right here on your favorite podcast platform. Search for Sondheim at 90 Roundtable or visit porchlightmusictheater.org for more information. I'm Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening August 16, 1917, at the Schubert Theater, Maytime, with music by Sigmund Romberg, and a book and lyrics by Rita Johnson Young, with additional lyrics by Cyrus Wood, was the second longest-running book musical in the 1910s, and it established Romberg as one of the leading creators of operettas. Based on the 1913 German operetta, Like Once in May, the location was altered to be set in New York City due to resentments of Germany during this time of the First World War. Told in episodes covering a period from 1840 to the start of the 20th century, it's the romantic story of wealthy young Ottilie Van Zant, who is in love with the poor worker Richard Wayne, the both of whom are kept apart by family discord. As time passes, the tables turn as Ottilie becomes poor, while Richard becomes rich, and the couple find themselves reunited later in life in the most unusual circumstances. Sigmund Romberg composed nearly 60 works for musical theater, as well as music for reviews, musical comedies, and later for Hollywood films. He was a defining figure of American operetta in the 1910s with the Passing Show series, and a run of productions starring actor Al Jolson, including Robinson Crusoe Jr. and Sinbad. His career exploded in the 1920s, starting with Poor Little Ritz Girl, followed by Blossom Time, Artists and Models, and the longest-running musical of the decade, The Student Prince. Collaborating with the Gershwins on Rosalie, and with Oscar Hammerstein on The Desert Song and The New Moon, among others, he continued working through the 1940s and 50s with projects like Up in Central Park and The Girl in Pink Tights. Maytime was so popular in its time that it transferred Broadway theaters four times in its debut, first from the Schubert Theater to the 44th Street Theater, then to the Broadhurst Theater, followed by the Lyric Theater, and finally back to the Broadhurst Theater, with the Broadway Company going to Boston on tour, while the Chicago Company came into New York to complete the successful original run. We want to acknowledge that the casual use of the antiquated word gypsy in this 1952 broadcast is an unacceptable term for an itinerant person and rejected by Romani-identifying people due to its historic negative connotations. While we reject the word in its pejorative use, we offer this production as a historic record of the state of the art at this time. 
Now here is the June 10th, 1952 episode of The Railroad Hour, starring Dorothy Kirsten as Ottilie Van Zant and Gordon McRae as Dick Wayne in Maytime. Ladies and gentlemen, The Railroad Hour. And here comes our star-studded show train. Tonight, the Association of American Railroads presents the great Sigmund Romberg operetta, Maytime, starring Gordon McRae and his brilliant guest from the Metropolitan Opera, Miss Dorothy Kirsten. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight, another memorable play with music is brought to you by the American Railroads, the same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is our star, Gordon McRae. Thank you, Marvin Miller, and good evening, everyone. Well, Sigmund Romberg did a glorious job of setting spring to music. And so, if you don't mind, Dorothy Kirsten and I will skip ahead six months and back a hundred years for some of the best spring songs since Mendelssohn. I'll be Dick, and Dorothy is Ottilie. In Maytime. Do you know what day this is, Dick? Well, now let me think. Why, sure. This is Thursday, the 21st of May. Dick Wayne, you've forgotten. What have I forgotten? Is it a national holiday? I'm going into the house, and I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> now, now, wait, Adley. I, I haven't forgotten it's your birthday. And do you know what we're going to do to celebrate? What? I have two tickets for an excursion on the steam locomotive. Really? Mm -hmm. Is it true they go 18 miles an hour? Oh, no, 20. Downhill. <laughs> it's tempting Providence, but I'll go. Oh, it wouldn't be any fun without you. You know, nothing's any fun without you, Audley. I feel the same way, Dick. You know, someday, if things go the way I've planned, we'll spend our whole lives together. And we'll never have to be apart. There's a home in the land, the fair land of my dreams, that's waiting for you and me. Oh, no. 
There's only one trouble, Adelie. I can't afford to buy our little home, sweet home. When you sell some of your inventions, you'll be rich. I know you will. <laughs> but until then, do you think we can live on love? Why not? We could be like gypsies. They don't have any money. But I think they're happier than a lot of people who have mansions here on Washington Square. Well, maybe. Maybe. What would your family say to that, Adley? A gypsy son-in-law. I don't care what they say. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot your birthday present. Dick, you didn't get me a present, did you? Oh, Adley, I, I wish it could be an engagement ring with a diamond as big as the moon. You gave me this sweet little gold ring last year, and I've never taken it off my finger. Oh, that doesn't count. Come around here by the garden wall. What do you have hidden behind there, Dick? Look. A tree! Mm -hmm. A darling little apple tree. It's nothing I know, but I'll plant it wherever you say. It'll be our tree, Dick. Why, every time I look at it, I'll think of this day and springtime and how much I love you. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Oh, love is so sweet in the springtime when blossoms are fragrant in
plant the tree. Wherever you say. Right here. And Dick, I have an idea. What's that, darling? The little jewel casket that Aunt Matilda gave me for a present. We'll bury that in the roots of the tree with a note inside so that some, someday our children or our grandchildren will dig it up and know how much we loved each other. Let me take the little gold ring off your hand here. No. Please. We'll put that in the jewel box at the roots of the tree when we plant it. And maybe it'll grow into a beautiful engagement ring. All right, Dick. Here. You take this little key to the jewel box. I have one, too. Don't ever lose it. Never. Never. There. It's planted. It's the loveliest birthday present I've ever had. I hope we can spend all our lives in the shadow of this tree, Dick. Darling... Oddly, I, I, have, I have to tell you something. I, I may have to go away from you and, and our apple tree. No. Well, only for a little while. I've got to go out like Dick Whittington to seek my fortune. I won't let you go. Oh, darling, how could I ever give you a good life, serving your father as an apprentice? When I've made a mark in the world, just, just a little mark, why, I'll come back to you. No. You'll go off to Paris or one of those wicked cities and be surrounded by a lot of beautiful sirens. Will I? And they'll make you forget all about me. <laughs> oh, don't worry, darling. You know what I'll tell all those beautiful girls. feeling, a cold, terrible feeling, that we'll never really be together again. Now, darling, don't think that way. Even in Europe, Dick, way across the ocean, will you remember? Will you love me always? My dear son, sweetheart, sweetheart,
Hi, this is Porchlight Audience Services Manager, August Compton. Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show. Here is Act Two of the Lawrence and Lee version of Sigmund Romberg's Maytime, starring Gordon McRae as Dick and his guest Dorothy Kirsten as Ottilie. It was more than a dozen years before I could return to Ottilie. And much of that time was spent deep in South Africa, completely cut off from the outside world. I kept my promise to her. I made my mark and was a rich man. And so, once again, my thoughts turned home. You can imagine how excited I was when my ship docked the battery in Maytime. It was a bright, windy day, and the park was filled with young ladies and their bows. It's a windy day on the battery, and there. What may I do for you, sir? Excuse me, is Miss Ottley here? Miss Ottley? I take it you have not been in close touch with the family for some time. Well, I've been away. Is anything wrong? Uh, will you wait here in the garden, sir? Uh, how long it's been since I've stood in this garden. And how our little apple tree has grown. Dick! Ottley! Dick Wayne! I can't believe it's you. Oh, darling, darling, it's, it's so good to hold you again. Please, Dick. No, don't kiss me. What's the matter? Dick, you were away so long, I was sure you'd forgotten me. You're married? It was my father's last wish before he died. My best wishes to you and to your husband. Do I know him? My cousin... Claude. Claude was just a gambler. I'm sorry. After all these years, I'm certain he's changed. He hasn't changed, Dick. But he's my husband, and I'm his wife. But what about you? I know you've done well. Well, in a, in a material way. Are you married, Dick? No, I don't. 
In all my travels and all these years, I've, I've thought only of you. I've traveled a long way too, Dick. Though I never left Washington Square. to an old sweetheart. Will you try to fall in love? I'll try, darling. But first, I'll have to fall out of love. I could no more forget Otley than I could leap across the Hudson River. But after a few years, I did meet Alice. We were married and had a son. From time to time, I saw Otley watch the gold disappear from her hair. And then came the saddest hour I ever spent in that house on Washington Square. Sold to Mr. Alfred Ryerson. This concludes the public auction of the personal property of the late Claude Van Zandt. Otley. Otley. Oh, Dick. I can't ask you to sit down. There are no chairs. I'm a trespasser in my own house. No husband, no home. Why, the apple tree in the garden isn't even ours anymore. Everything belongs to Mr. Ryerson. No, Otley. Mr. Ryerson is my agent. I bought this house and everything in it. Dick. And now I'm giving it all back to you. That's charity. Oh, nonsense. You can start over again, Otley. I'm too tired, Dick, and too old. Oh, Otley, I have a secret that will make you young again. Oh. 
so great a miracle as that. Now, Audley. Do you know, the apple tree in the garden is slowly dying. The apple tree is singing and the gold. What you doing, Audley? They're just digging up that old apple tree in the backyard. They should have took it out a long time ago. Grandma wouldn't let him. She loved this old tree a lot. Hey, look, Audley. There's something stuck in the roots. A little box. A jewel box. Oh, dear me. It's locked. I've got a key here. Maybe this will open it. Why, Dickie Wayne, where did you get that key? My grandpa left it to me. I've got one just like it. Hey, there's a letter. And a sweet little gold ring. What does the letter say, Audley? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Lovely Dorothy Kirsten will be back in just one moment. And meanwhile, our heartfelt thanks to Sammy Og, Noreen Corcoran, and uh, I guess that's Cochran, isn't it, Noreen? Oh, Noreen Cochran and our entire company. Made time with music by Sigmund Romberg and book and lyrics by Rita Johnson Young and Cyrus Wood was dramatized for the Railroad Hour by Lawrence and Lee. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this same time by the American Railroads. Marvin? Do you own an insurance policy of any kind? Well, if you do, that's another reason why you have a direct interest in the railroads. For the nation's insurance companies are the largest holders of railroad bonds. This means that along with many other good investments, insurance companies make with your money. Railroad earnings stand behind the protection and security your insurance policy offers. 
So when you hear about the continuing progress being made by the railroads, progress that means more efficient and economical transportation service, remember that this is just another reason why you have a direct interest in the railroad. Thank you, Marvin. And now, here is our gracious and beautiful guest, Miss Dorothy Kirsten. We sure did grow old in a hurry, didn't we, Grandpappy? <laughs> well, 60 years and 30 minutes, Grandma. Just you and me and the apple tree. <laughs> so what are we going to do next week, Gordon? Well, Dorothy... I mean, well, Dorothy, do you want to sing some... <laughs> You like to sing some Oscar Strauss waltzes? I love it. <laughs> well, then we'll do a waltz dream, a musical feast in three-quarter time with the pride of the Met and the San Francisco Opera, Miss Dorothy Kirsten, across the microphone from me. See you next Monday, Gordon. Right. Good night, Dorothy. Good night, Dorothy. Well, dear friends... All aboard! Oh, pardon me. Well, dear friends, <laughs> it looks as though ready to pull out. And so until next week at the same time in waltz dream, this is Gordon McRae saying good night, everybody. Time was presented by special arrangement with Tams Whitmark Music Library Incorporated and Hans Barch Plays. Gordon McRae appeared through the courtesy of Warner Brothers, producers of the miracle Fatima. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. This is Marvin Miller saying good night for the American Railroads. Now stay tuned for your Monday night of music on NBC. In addition to this and many other occasions that Maytime was presented on radio, the production has been filmed twice, starting with the 1923 silent version that used the plot and characters of the original stage production and offered a finale that was captured in Technicolor. Featuring up-and-coming star Clara Bow, the movie was believed to be lost for years, as has been the fate of so many films of the silent era. However, a copy was found in a New Zealand film archive in 2009. Restored now, it can be viewed on YouTube. The 1937 version of Maytime, starring Jeanette MacDonald, Nelson Eddy, and John Barrymore, features an entirely different plot than the stage play, and retained only one of the original Romberg songs, Will You Remember, while cobbling together a score featuring music from everyone, from Tchaikovsky to Wright and Forrest to Richard Wagner. Theaters across the country need your support now more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber.